then there was the other side, which as a fan, we, um, especially after he was first, the rumors about him and Aaliyah first surfaced and, and the thing is Aaliyah always looked, as young as she is, he always looked old, so you didn't really see it. You didn't really notice that she was young with this old older guy. And even when you saw them on BT and stuff, it it just I don't I don't know if we were blind as fans. Did we just not see it and notice? Um, and then when he first got, um, you know what what we found out was that his original manager, um, who was the uncle to Leah, former husband to Gladys Knight, when they parted ways. It almost seems within a, within a couple of months, um, a tape was released, which was when he first got on trial and he got acquitted. So there was always this sense from fans that he liked, you know, Aaliyah or maybe young girls, but because he was singing about it, it just felt like, yeah, we, yeah, we just, we focused so much on the music and we allowed that part to go ahead. He wrote an autobiography in 2012, and in oh, there, wow. he, I didn't know that. yes, he wrote an autobiography, and 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 when during the promotion of his autobiography, he had a sit down uh, interview with Tavis Smiley, who was on BET, and he confessed that look, when he was about eight years old, he they had um uh, uh, somebody who was supposed to babysit them like an auntie, and he was sexually abused by her when he was around eight. Mm -hmm. Um, for multiple times. He said when he got to 10, there was a, f a male sexually abused him. Mm. Um, so mm. he grew up with having these things when he was between 8 to 14 being abused um, by older people. And the, as a therapist, one of the things we know is that people who have been abused are more likely to have a higher percentage of being abusers so even the people who abused them most likely they had you know systemically they were abused by a parent an uncle and a, somebody who was trusted and that that's what that habit doesn't disappear it actually just continues it just when they do to somebody else it they pick it up almost like a virus and they continue to to to, to go after people and so what was you know and what helps to break that is generally you have to come clean get therapy like this is what happened and we you have intense therapy to break through from that because you're at risk you know it's like somebody who has hiv and not and not being protected you're a risk to everyone and what i saw when i read this and i said okay i can understand but there's a part of me that understands that i'm sure people within the industry were aware of not just his past, but his actions. And, but what they saw is that, you know, what he seems to be his most creative when he is doing his thing. And we don't want us to um, kill the golden goose and let's in, let's not disturb him, let him do his thing. Uh, because by doing his thing, he's writing hits, making hits, making money. We're all eating. And there's a part of me that wonders how much his management, his label, his crew enabled him to do what he was doing because it was helping him make the money because he was writing these songs and he was just instinctive and things. And he probably 
might have continued if not when the whole Me Too movement came out and there was a very different approach to looking at these cases. My So my biggest concern is that he was a victim and he then became a predator. You, victims need to be su supported and, and, and treated, but he never got that. And in fact, he was left to roam around and take advantage of innocent young people and 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 you know could he help it not necessarily you if you've been eight years old and you've been abused by people who you're supposed to look up to and you're eight to 12 14 and you're getting abused by both older women and older men it messes you up I, it, it is just the you know no safeguarding is just the worst sort of thing you know and that's the one thing we hear and know about the industry and so he was he was he was very vulnerable and then he was put in an environment where he could have access to all this thing. It is the worst combination. But I blame a lot of the people who were around who enabled him to continue because they probably would have seen the, the the product of music and the lyrics you mentioned. He was able to say things that no one else could. Mm -hmm. It was a way of he had nothing to lose in a way because he, everything had been taken from him. And so... As much as we're starting to sell it, we can talk about the music and the craft and the gifting. It is important to highlight the the damage in which was done to him, in which then he was doing to other people. And and one of the questions I wanted to ask, as a you know, because when he when you guys came out around that ninety six, um, he he had just you know by that ninety six he was um, he had released the um, R Kelly album which had half of my baby and all that stuff. And then by 98, he came out with the R album, which was a double CD, which had, um, I believe I can fly. And it, 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 it you know, it had um, um, a number of big songs. We're in the industry, did you guys um, hear the rumors about um, his indiscretions or was it stuff that even as a recording artist, these things you didn't notice or hear about? Me personally, I've always been like the out outcast outsider. So I didn't hear anything. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like and I only like I said, I met R like two times in my life. Like that time when we did the song and I saw him and um Sparkle in the mall in Atlanta one time he had just got back from Africa and he was teaching us the word Bula Bula or something, something where he was teaching us he just kept saying it and we was laughing he's like no I'm dead serious Bula Bula I mean I think it was something crazy he was telling us but that's the only interaction I ever had with him in my life and only other than that just listening to the music and being a fan and when everything you know like the things that came out like the allegations and stuff like that I saw it on TV just like anybody else but like nobody was really like talking about him amongst like any camps that I was in mm. or any rooms and stuff that I was in. Like only thing that came up about him was how dope his music and like what's up with this song and that song. Yeah. But I really what you were saying about abuse, not necessarily even about him, but just like on a broader scale. I mean, just like when people are abused, they do it tends to be like a like a what's it called, like a cycle, a vicious cycle. Yeah, somebody is, yeah. will get abused and then they'll find somebody else to abuse and then it just keeps going on and on. Yeah. And another key thing you said, a lot of times people don't check abusers or they don't check the people who are in the wrong as long as what they're doing 
on the other side of that is lucrative. Like if this is making money, then okay, you could disrespect this person. Okay, you could continue to to say things that aren't true about this person. You can continue to disrespect somebody who's doing nothing to you because that's just what makes you work. Or if you show up drunk or show up, you know, like incapacitated that can't even do your show and stuff like that, people will say, oh no, that's such and such. He's famous. He's a star whatever like that. You just tolerate them cussing you out. You tolerate them saying this to you. Tell the victims to be the bigger person and tell and keep empowering whoever it is. You know, mm -hmm. like in period to continue to do whatever harmful, malignant behaviors or whatever, as long as it's some type of money being made or some type of revenue and somebody is getting a benefit from it, you know, like that's just a problem in general, you know, like not saying, I mean, I really don't know nothing about, you know, like Rob to speak on anything that, well, I can't even call him Rob, I don't know that man. I just <laughs> say Rob yeah. because I just watched B2K's um, Drink Champs. Okay. Just calling them on there. Because he mean, did like, bumps, you know, yeah, bumps, yeah. 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 And they was talking about like their whole thing with that and people not wanting to jump on it because of that situation. Like they were directly affected because they actually had a song with them. Yeah. You know, like, people not wanting to be on the remix and then they said um, Puffy jumped up and got on the remix with it and stuff like that. But despite whatever was going on, he still did it. But like, not really, you know, like all I can do is speak in general. Like when I know people and I know inside stuff, then I'm definitely the guy to be like, oh yeah, because this and this. But if I wasn't there, and I ain't, you know, like a lot of stuff, my whole thing is in that industry and not taken away from anything or anything that anybody did or didn't do or whatever like that. But a lot of times people do stuff and it's like, nobody cares. But then when everybody tell people that they should care, then that's when everybody care. But mm -hmm. then like other people might be doing something and nobody don't care about that. Like basically like the situation with what's his name? Um, Brett Favre in the football. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the one guy, he, he kneeled down on his knee. And they took kicked him off the team for nailing down on his knee. But then this guy is taking money from welfare people and stuff like that. And nobody don't care about that. You know, so it's just like my whole thing and the whole situation, like I said, once definitely not to minimalize because if there were victims and people, you know, went through horrible things and stuff like that, like that's never good. And I never, you know, I, my heart goes out and my prayers go out to everybody who was truly victimized and stuff like that. But then it's like when you hear, all these other stories of people who, you know, like maybe speaking up for money and people who were, you know, consensual and people whose other family members were complicit and in putting them into them situations and stuff like that. Basically, what the Bible say, if you don't have all the facts, don't speak on the matter. So it's like I'm very, so really not quick to say, condemn somebody, hey, put them under the jail, do this and do that. When I don't know what my granny used to say, you wasn't the pillow or the post. You wasn't yeah. there. You don't know the story. You don't know, you know, like what really happened. So it really behoove you to zip in your lips. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, the, the, the thing about it is that they are, um, so, so what, what he gets convicted on, um, like mm -hmm. racketeering and things like that. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I can't, you know, I don't know all the facts. There's a part of me that knows that as a black man, he's getting, a harsher sentence than um, most of the what we talked about bread are getting okay. as a therapist. If you you totally qualify because you deal with people on a regular basis who have you know like similar 
situation and have been through similar things and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but um, he he if he if he would have his if his lawyers had said, look, if they had spoken first, you, you lay the foundation. This is what has happened to this young this man. He is a he's 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 become a predator because he was preyed on. He didn't. Mm. There was no safeguarding. There was no support. Mm. He was in an industry who were aware of his challenges, but enabled this because it was a way of generating income. So he actually needs help. Mm. That's that's how that's logically you look at it. And he needs to be he needs help as much because unless he gets help, he can other people are victimized because he's he not aware of what he's doing. He should have had you on the team. Well, I wish I knew you years ago myself, but he, he, he should have had you somewhere around, man. What? Traveling with him, maybe, or somebody, you know, because, like, that's one thing that I can, you know, like, identify what you said. Like, sometimes people really do need help, and a lot of times, sometimes, to other people, you're more beneficial with, they say, broken people. So only people, some people are mad when you fix your brokenness because you're no longer beneficial to them. Like, yeah. it's like people say it on the streets. And I don't know her either, so I can't really speak on, you know, what goes on in her life either. But it's a lot of people in the hood that always used to say they weren't married. They were married. Jay was, like, married and appearing to be happy and stuff like that. They was like, oh, no, we want you to go back through some more stuff because we need some more albums my, like my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. sometimes people don't want people to be fixed because like the where they are as a person is very beneficial to them right there like if you yeah. said and you cranking out a million sad songs everybody love you but when you get healed and you singing about being happy sometimes people don't want to hear that so if he's yeah. a, a guy will have a sex his whole thing is sex and if he get fixed from you know like thinking about sex as much or whatever that he maybe he can't come up with them sexy records that well, everybody remember, hear, but some people don't want to see him get you yeah. know you know we told you I about you, uh, you 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 know you um you saved me happy people yeah it, it, it was it, it i i i love the album loved loved, loved his honesty but i love it that how do you manage song where you talking about all the things that you made and stuff like that about all them things how could you manage to love basically like little old me yeah i love that song so but he was like yeah, the people they, don't. The, that yeah, people the, might not gravitate to that. The people want to hear them nasty records. Yeah, the he, people want to hear them them get naked records. So, so that's know? what happened. He came out with that album. You saved me. He had happy people. The steps. It 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 felt like okay, but then label says, "Look, man, this is not selling. Let's go back to ignition." Chocolate City. He just went almost back to and and they and they pushed it. And when it got to a point where things weren't selling. They they all wash their hands and stuff and so, you know I as I said I I I I don't know the details when it comes to the the actual victims you know all and right. you know people the the conspiracies about oh some of the parents were aware some of the people were consensual all I can speak about is that he has confessed that he was abused as a child and it. It what that becomes is it means that he is a predator. It's the likelihood it's the of him abusing like, abuse people that get like beat and stuff like that. Like it's like, but from what I found, I don't have no qualifications or nothing. But what I've observed, because I do a lot of observation, I just like the people watch. But it's like either they come out one or two ways. Either they do abuse, like if they somebody that might got beat up by their parents or whatever. Like yeah. That. Either they gonna beat their kids up or. Yeah. They might go to other extreme, and when their kids need their ass whipped, they're not going to do that either. they just going to sit there and just let them go because they might be afraid of yeah. what they might do. 
So yeah. it's like they're not doing what they might do. They they just don't do nothing. You know? Yeah. And so we look at parents just yeah. muck and abuse other people. So either way is it's bad. So it's yeah. like I agree with you, like some type of intervention, some type of help is needed yeah. in yeah. situations like that. You do have parents like that who they they, yeah. they used to, I, I've worked with I've worked with kids whose parents um their parents were were verbally and physically abusing their their their, their them mm -hmm. and then the kids who I work with would say yeah my mom's always shouting but then I, then they talk about their, their grandparents who their parents hated and and you know were in prison and stuff like that so you can start to see the the generational curse within a family that keeps on because of what's been what's been going through so it's very similar and then the same thing with abuse now within that case it these are behaviors that we have to break in fact i have to break it with the young person almost trying to get them to see you know see not their parents as the victims at see their parents as the victims and look at what their grandparents are doing so when they change their perspective about their parents they're able to receive but not let it hit uh, come to their heart it's very different when we're dealing with kids who have been abused and we can spot them out and then we need to separate them we need to safeguard them make everyone aware that look while they're getting treatment and stuff you need to separate yeah. them from uh, under younger kids because they're they, they're more vulnerable at this stage until they get themselves broken from that so let me ask uh, you something yeah. real quick just off the, I mean, not off the record, it's on the subject, but it's just a little different. When the people, like, when you see those videos, like, when the parents post those videos of themselves, like, disciplining their children, like, making them get their hair cut ball like George Jefferson or breaking their PlayStation and stuff like that, I don't, me personally, like, I don't see that as being help because I look at it like these children still had to go to school. And it's like you making them, now everybody got something to tease them about. When they walk through the school and stuff like that, everybody's laughing. Ah ha! You got your PlayStation, bro. Ah ha! Look at your George Jefferson cut. I don't see that being a, a fixing whatever problem because it might fix that problem and make them not do whatever that is again. But and I feel like you could discipline them at home, but to make a public example of your child like that, I feel like that's abuse. Also, like I remember, like I never fucked at my my parents. Like whatever they rules or whatever they said for me that I had to do. The only time I really fucked at my parents is when my mom told me that I couldn't sing R&B music. And I definitely was like, oh, I'm doing that. You know, and I'm yeah. now looking back, she was I, she was right, and I shouldn't have bucked that at that time. But the only other time besides that that I ever bucked at my mom, we had, you know, like I grew up 70s, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s. We got ass whippers. But like now, oh, you can't beat your child. You got to <laughs> talk to them and all that. We got ass whippers. And looking at these kids nowadays that don't get ass whippers, I, I'm an advocate for ass whippers. I don't have any children, don't plan to have any, so don't nobody get excited. Oh, you don't need no kids. You going to hit them. I don't plan on having none. But, but I was like, I'm a fan of ass whippers. I feel like what they do, with the put, not going overboard and like trying to kill them or nothing like that, but the whole thing of being made a public example like that, like the one time I bucked at my mom, I didn't really buck at her. She swung at me because I was singing when she paid for me to have coach class after school. She paid for me to be taught math because that was my weakest subject. So she came up to school and found me singing. And she like pulled me up by, in the corner by myself. And then she swung at me 
And I didn't buck it. I just blocked it. Like, I had been looking at some karate stuff, so I just, like, blocked the hit. And But, you know, to black parents, blocking is the same as hitting them. She's you try to hit me? You try to fight me? <laughs> and I was like, Mom, my mom is a little teeny lady, but she was mighty. You know, the most short people are, are mighty because they had to be, but they call them Napoleon. Yeah, they had yeah, to yeah. defend themselves. She's a little cute little lady, but when she got on fire, she was on fire. So she hit me back. I said, Mom, please. I said, I'm already up here. Looked at as a nerd. I get teased every day. People make fun of me. The only time they don't make fun of me really is when I'm singing. Like, that's the one time that they give me any type of respect. And I was like, so if you, I said, we get home, whatever, whipping, whatever, but whipping. I couldn't say yes to her because that would have been another <laughs> whipping. But I said, whatever you get ready to do to me, we get home. Please, I'm, I'm all for it. I lay down and let you do whatever you want to do or sit down, whatever, do whatever. But please don't do this here. They made fun of me enough as it is. Doing not, I do not need them having no more ammunition. And the rational side went out. She actually listened to me, and that was that she agreed. I don't even think she did nothing to me when I got home, but talk it probably took my Nintendo or something. But yeah. I just hate when people do things to babies publicly that they have to then deal with, and then they hold all their peers is making fun of them. Their peers is teasing them, and ones that might not have even tried them before. If they see their parent doing them like that, then they feel like, hey, we can do them like that too. This the new person we gonna pick on, you know? Yeah, and and you know, as you know, you generally, you know, the um, you know, we we started off talking about um, R. Kelly getting abused when he was eight, and and how right. that followed him, and and right. when, when you look at any and parenting is the same way as well this is how they parent me so i'm going to parent you the same way and one of the things we keep saying is well you you can't you can't parent um exactly how you were parented you have to parent right. based on the child you have each child That's is different big facts yeah each child is different some children have a very you know are more needy some just need little instructions. So you have to know your child and you need to adapt around the child. And and I teach parents that when I w work with them is that when your baby was six months old and they were crying, you didn't say, come on, baby, what do you want? They could be hungry. They need changing. They could be uncomfortable. You just were curious about them and paid attention. As your child gets older, they're still struggling to communicate. Yet yeah. you expect them to say what you want. And so all of a sudden, you, you're not being a patient, curious parent. So mm -hmm. I, I I always teach parents that I work, when I work with that you need to investigate and understand your parent, your child, and then work around them. Now you, I'm talking about someone like R. Kelly and about the fact that if if the people around him were aware that he was abused and, he, and he's been abused multiple times by different people who he trusted, then he mm -hmm. needs to be safeguarded. Yeah. And, and, and he needs the support. But for, for what they're seeing is, if we support him and fix him up, the magic of writing these yeah. things will disappear. So yeah, let's just leave him. Be, be let's, just, no let's just encourage him. And so um, public embarrassment, um, you know, the only reason why they're doing that now is because they, they can't get, they, they, they can't, um, they couldn't make it, they, they've, they've sort of, you know, we, we, we've made, made as much as we can and the heat's too much on us. Parents who try and embarrass their kids in public, they're doing it for themselves and not for the child. All right, so everybody just comes, says, oh, what a great parent you are. Yeah, you made a like conversation of, yeah. So you you spoke yeah. about the conversation you had with your mom. Your mom listened and, mm -hmm. and, and that changed. Now, 
what if your mum was trying to prove that she's a disciplined mum and right. disciplines you in front of everyone, it's about herself and not about you. Right. And right. and they have to look and say, okay, what does this mean for my kid? What does it mean, my behavior by doing this? What am I trying? What do, do I consider them or am I doing it for myself? You know, right. you know, posting images of your kids doing certain things and stuff. What's it, you know, the kids are too young to have that to, to think and reason. Um, right. That's why there's, you know, minors aren't, shouldn't be, you know, minors don't sign, aren't supposed to sign contracts. Exactly. Minors aren't, because they're still in a young age. So somebody as young as Leo who was giving, was allowed to be uh, uh, with R. Kelly, they, you know, him uncle who was R. Kelly's manager... That. And that's crazy to me, not to cut you off, but that's so crazy to me. Like, and it's so foreign to me. That's why I, you know, didn't have a lot to say because the whole thing is so foreign to me because, like, I was the exact opposite, the opposite extreme. I wasn't allowed to do anything when I was young. Like, when I was a little boy, a guy came to my church and he was a gospel, famous gospel singer or whatever. Well, he was known to somebody. I don't, I ain't even know him. Like, I don't hear nothing from him. But anyway, mm. he was a famous gospel singer, famous enough. And I was at my church. I was known for being like one of the main soloists or whatever like that. So like my pastor called me up to the front of the church and wanted me to sing for the man and stuff. But I didn't even want to do it because I know my mother wasn't going to let me go. My mother wasn't going to let me be around nobody. Like, I couldn't even, like, when I was little, I couldn't spend the night over, even over my family house or nothing like that because my mom was just so protective of me, like, anything happening to me, just, like, falling and scraping your knee or busting your head or anything, busting your lip, something like that. Like, my mom, if she could have put me in a backpack on her back and just carried me around with her <laughs> everywhere she went, that's what she would have done. Like, my mother did not allow me around anybody. And it was people who... You know, like some people, she never really explained everything to me, but some things you get older and you understand why. I was a big wrestling fan. There was like this one guy at my church. He used to always ask my mother, like, hey, you ought to let me take him to the wrestling matches or whatever like that. If you don't want to go, you ought to let me take him. And my mother was like, no, no. And I like look at my mom like, man, why are you acting like that? Like, we don't have the money to go. And they he volunteering to take me. Why won't you let me take him to the wrestling match? And it's like now growing up and I see that I've seen that gentleman several times and I understand completely why she didn't <laughs> let me go to the wrestling matches. I probably would have been a completely different guy than the guy that's talking to you right now if yeah. I'd have went to no wrestling matches. Yeah. But because she had that innate thing about herself or whatever, or some of it was over and some of it was good that she didn't. But it's like because I was so sheltered coming up. I, it's like a foreign language to me for somebody to leave their young baby just somewhere with a, a person that they don't know, like, regardless of how good they know how to sing or because, like, this guy had more money. He could have took me to the restaurant and do something that he couldn't do. Regardless of what this person gift my folks would have been, if I, if I did go and was allowed to go sing somewhere, my folks would have been sitting right there in that studio the whole time we sing. Ain't no can you leave out because they might feel a little more comfortable to sing it or do a little something else if you're not here. It wasn't nothing. We wouldn't have, the world would have never known. They'd have yeah. got my breakout album like Janet Jackson with Control. When I was 17, <laughs> I did what people told me. That's when they would have knew what I could do when I got old enough to be somewhere with somebody by myself. But up until that point, I would, my folks would have never. And even if my mother didn't go, I used to go over girl houses 
And my mom used to call ahead of time. And I'm old enough to date. She used to call like, look, I'm sending my son over there. And I just want to make sure that it's going to be a parent there to supervise him and get daughter. Because the last thing we want is for him to, to mess her life up and get her pregnant and stuff like that. So I'm just so sheltered that I, it's like anything else is, what they used to say on the commercial for deodorant, anything else would be uncivilized. So I just, I have yeah. a problem wrapping my mind around yeah. yeah. So yeah, her her uncle was the manager, and and her parents were a mum and brother was allegedly around there. R. Kelly in born into the nineties, in 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 vibe is calling Aaliyah's name. She was probably twelve. Even little Aaliyah's got the vibe. So he had his yeah, eye yeah. on her since he was around twelve. Wow. You, it doesn't take any rocket science to not see the infatuation so they would have seen it but this is like well this is our big break so mm. that's what i'm saying is that when somebody and and his backstory people would have known his backstory people would have seen people within the studio they would have known so they enabled him mm. and and when you get enabled you almost feel as if oh it's okay because people are fine with it it's no big deal so as i said i you know so yeah, so moving on to you know, all the cases that have happened now and stuff like that, you know, I, I will always go back to the fact that um, anyone who has been um, abused as a child, you are very much um, of a risk to other people. And it's important you get help. You know, no one's going to lock it up. It's important that you, you speak about it and get the help because you put other younger people and other people at risk and you keep that disease keep, keep going. And R. Kelly is probably one of the most famous examples and people mm. might say free r kelly he's it's all rigged and stuff and as i said i don't you know the, the whole conspiracy about racketeering i don't understand that i'm just focused on he should have been given help early on to stop him from, from going where he's going and instead you know they, they, it's, it's moved to where it is but so in order not to you know so he's in prison he's convicted and stuff like that i I'm, he should get help but that I, I don't think the system and society is like that. They don't. They would see him as a predator, which he is. But the victim who became the predator is something that they should focus on. Where I've been in my life, I'm still a street performer, man. I'm, my heart, man, loves people of all kinds, especially the ones that hate me. And, uh, no matter where I go, I always. Remind myself that I'm a mama's boy. I love my mom. No, she is not here on earth, but she's up there smiling down on me. I love, I love mama Joanne. I've been so inspired, guys. Really been so inspired sitting in that little corner, man. Eating those stuffed shrimp. Make me want to become a cook. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to play it off the key of sight. Trying to play it off the key I'm really too drunk to sing. Oh, 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 just trying to play it off the It's really and truly Thank <laughs> you.